0: December 13th. Our reading in the New Testament for today will be from the book of Revelation, chapter 4, verses 1 through 11. We'll read about a door. God will one day open the door, the trumpet will sound, and God's people will be called to heaven. Meanwhile, we must take advantage of the open door of service that He gives. We'll read about a throne. Revelation is the book of the throne. John saw God the Father on the throne and was so overwhelmed that he had to refer to precious stones to describe what he beheld. Satan may have his throne on earth, but God's throne in heaven rules over all and will not be defeated. We'll read about a rainbow. This emerald rainbow was around the throne, a complete circle, and not just an arc as a normal rainbow. It pictures the grace of God. Now on earth we see the rainbow after the storm, but John saw it before the storm of judgment came. God gives His people His gracious promise, and they need not fear the coming storm. And then we'll also read about a choir here in the book of Revelation. The living creatures represent creation praising the Creator, and the elders represent God's people worshiping Him. You see, when you lose the wonder of the Creator, you cease to become a good steward of the creation. All of creation praises the Lord, while sinful man praises himself and ignores his Creator. It was St. Augustine who said, Thus does the world forget you its Creator, and falls in love with what you have created instead of with you. And with that, let's begin today's reading here in the New Testament. December 13th Revelation chapter 4, verses 1 through 11 Then as I, John, looked, I saw a door standing open in heaven, and the same voice I had heard before spoke to me with the sound of a mighty trumpet blast. The voice said, Come up here, and I will show you what must happen after these things. And instantly I was in the spirit, and I saw a throne in heaven and someone sitting on it. The one sitting on the throne was as brilliant as gemstones, jasper, and carnelian. And the glow of an emerald circled his throne like a rainbow. Twenty-four thrones surrounded him, and twenty-four elders sat on them. They were all clothed in white and had gold crowns on their heads. And from the throne came flashes of lightning and the rumble of thunder, and in front of the throne were seven lampstands with burning flames. They are the seven spirits of God. In front of the throne was a shiny sea of glass, sparkling like crystal. In the center and around the throne were four living beings, each covered with eyes front and back. The first of these living beings had the form of a lion. THE SECOND LOOKED LIKE AN OX, THE THIRD HAD A HUMAN FACE, AND THE FOURTH HAD THE FORM OF AN EAGLE WITH WINGS SPREAD OUT AS THOUGH IN FLIGHT. EACH OF THESE LIVING BEINGS HAD SIX WINGS, AND THEIR WINGS WERE COVERED WITH EYES INSIDE AND OUT. DAY AFTER DAY AND NIGHT AFTER NIGHT THEY KEEP ON SAYING, HOLY, HOLY, HOLY IS THE LORD GOD ALMIGHTY the one who always was, who is, and who is still to come. Whenever the living beings give glory and honor and thanks to the one sitting on the throne, the one who lives forever and ever, the twenty-four elders fall down and worship the one who lives forever and ever. And they lay their crowns before the throne and say, You are worthy, O Lord our God, to receive glory and honor and power, For you created everything, and it is for your pleasure that they exist and were created.
1: Are you ugly with people? Are you selfish? Are you complaining and grumbling? Are you competitive, comparing, gossiping, lusting, frustrated, angry? Well... Wait a second. Remember, watch how God did it. Now, anytime the, the Bible says they watch God or watch how God does it, uh, he's come to us in full HD display in the person of Jesus. So the point is, watch Jesus. Look at the life of Jesus, the sacrifice of Jesus, the love of Jesus, the expansive love of Jesus. Now, in light of that, live like Jesus, think like Jesus and act like Jesus. Now, how are you doing? That's what Paul's saying. How are you, are you doing? How you doing? Do you look like Jesus on Mondays or Tuesdays? Again, this is not the moment where you're like, yeah, I'm nailing it. Okay, you definitely aren't. That's called pride. So for the rest of us, right? Like you're already off to a bad start, buddy. Trust me. You little rich young ruler. Okay, so, but for the rest of us, you got to in moments like these are humbling moments, which is not a bad thing where you look and go, yeah, it's not great. Okay awesome we got some help coming your way today okay if you're like yeah i'm not i'm not feeling it actually not doing a totally great job in light of like does everything for us and doesn't expect really anything in return it's just extravagant and he just totally loves us and he's always there for us love like that so how you doing uh, not great not great at all okay no problem he says now wisdom is essential If you're going to do this, if you're going to live like Jesus and look like Jesus on an average Monday or ordinary Tuesday, you need wisdom. He says, I want you to walk wise and not unwise. Well, what is wisdom? He'll explain verse 18, making the best use of your time because the days are evil. He associates wisdom with a realization of how, how should I say expensive and essential time is. He's associating wisdom and time, which is to say, those who are wise understand that the commodity of time is absolutely imperative and the most precious thing you have, time. Time is so beautiful, it's so precious. Are you utilizing the time you have? What do you... Are you wasting time? Are you negligent with your time? Are you recognizing that time is passing? Life is short. You only got one shot. Jesus lived with an obvious urgency. He understood that his days and his moments were limited. Can you imagine traveling from eternity into time and space? That'll give you some perspective. This time and space continuum, it is... It is going to come to a close. And for most of us, it is sooner than we think. You say, well, Judah, I'm going to live till I'm 110. Exactly. Sooner than you think. This will all be done and over with. He's saying, are you realizing that life is short? Time is short. Are you using your time wisely?
0: Psalm 132 verses 1 through 18. Some students believe that this psalm was written when the Jewish exiles returned to their land from Babylon. This theory explains why David is mentioned. It was a difficult time as the Jews tried to rebuild their temple, their city, and their nation, and their beloved King David had been involved in these endeavors. The returned exiles wanted God to remember His covenant with David and restore their land. And so we'll read about uh, the temple here in uh, this psalm. David yearned to build the temple, but the Lord chose his son Solomon instead. However, David provided the plans for the temple and much of the wealth needed. Would God desert his people as they tried to rebuild the temple that meant so much to David? We'll read about the throne. God promised that David's line would continue on the throne. But now Israel was without a king. In fact, there would be no king until Jesus came. And then they would reject him. One day he will return and restore David's throne. And we'll read about the city itself, Jerusalem. It was in ruins. But it was the city of David, and would not be forgotten by the Lord. He would dwell there, bless his people, and give them joy. He would restore power which is the horn, and he would restore the light, the lamp, and make the city a testimony to the nations. Listen, when the going is tough, remember those feeble Jews who sacrificed to restore what sin had destroyed. They prepared the way for the Son of God who came to their city and temple and gave his life for the sins of the world. Psalm 132, verses 1-18, through a song for the ascent to Jerusalem. Lord, remember David and all that he suffered. He took an oath before the Lord. He vowed to the Mighty One of Israel, I will not go home. I will not let myself rest. I will not let my eyes sleep, nor close my eyelids in slumber, until I find a place to build a house for the Lord, a sanctuary for the Mighty One of Israel. We heard that the ark was in Ephrathah, Then we found it in the distant countryside of Jair. Let us go to the dwelling place of the Lord. Let us bow low before him. Arise, O Lord, and enter your sanctuary, along with the ark, the symbol of your power. Your priests will be agents of salvation. May your local servants sing for joy. For the sake of your servant David, do not reject the king you chose for your people. The Lord, swore to David, a promise he will never take back, I will place your descendants on your throne. If your descendants obey the terms of my covenant and follow the decrees that I teach them, then your royal line will never end. For the Lord has chosen Jerusalem. He has desired it as his home. This is my home, where I will live forever, he said. I will live here For this is the place I desired. I will make this city prosperous and satisfy its poor with food. I will make its priests the agents of salvation. Its godly people will sing for joy. Here I will increase the power of David. My anointed one will be a light for my people. I will clothe his enemies with shame, but he will be a glorious king. Proverbs 29, verses 24 and 25. If you assist a thief, you are only hurting yourself. You will be punished if you report the crime, but you will be cursed if you don't. Fearing people is a dangerous trap, but to trust the Lord means safety.